Ahead, back and forth with Pacioretty. Now Stevenson kicks it in. It will count. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. From the draw, Nicholas Haig rifles it home. One-time shot from Haig. Vegas ties it 3-3. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard out at T-Mobile Arena. Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... I'm a creature of habit. I love having the same schedule to fall on and be able to lean on most of the time. And the next two weeks are awesome because we have a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. All home, all able to just get into a little bit of a routine, and I think that goes for the Golden Knights as well. Uh, coming off that four-game road trip in which they went 3-1 and one, and uh, kicking off the homestand with the victory. Tonight's a big test in the Minnesota Wild. One of those, uh, see where we are with this group. See how far we've come with the discipline in our own end and the ability to transition and score a few goals. Uh, the Minnesota Wild took a big step last year and then pushed Vegas to seven games in the first round and have started this season by being a first-place hockey club. Uh, I think Pete DeBoer and his coaching staff are really looking forward to seeing uh, where they match up against this wild club. It'll be interesting. You know, I look at it as the Golden Knights getting to this Minnesota game, and they have to feel confident in the way that they've been playing over the last three or four games I think you look at the record of six and two over their last eight and you have a little bit of confidence you have a little bit of you know understanding of how you need to play in order to win with with this current lineup this current iteration and you know I I I too am am excited to see how the Golden Knights stack up measure up to a Minnesota Wild team that if you're going to throw a word out there resilient would probably be the one to use for them this year. Yeah, and they're going to have to do it without uh, another veteran player. Uh, if you have not heard, Will Carrier was not at the morning skate today and will not be available tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. So add him to the list of players that are out of the lineup, and it's too bad for Will because he's really like, been a great fit on that line with Chandler Stevenson mm-hmm. and Evgeny Dodonov and made the huge play the other night to provide a net front presence and kick it over. And, and I'm not sure that they win the game the other night without that play and being able to generate uh, that goal at the particular time of the game. So it's uh, it's a situation. By the way, it was his first game ever with two assists, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, high time uh, for him offensively and just just bad luck. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been the, the common refrain, though, the entire season for the Golden Knights. Uh, you can't seemingly go more than three or four, four or five games in a row without there being some type of injury. And, and you know, it's unfortunate, as you mentioned, for Will Carrier because I think he's coming off of the heels of perhaps one of his best games as a Vegas Golden Knight, certainly his best one this season. And, you know, it, it, it afforded the Golden Knights against Seattle two lines that were going. I, I think what will really frustrate fans will be they didn't 
see anything that ha- that happened. You, you can't prepare yourself for the for the injury. The, mm-hmm. the coaching staff and the management and the players all know when a player's battling something or gets dinged up. But you wake up today and you look at Twitter or you, you're at the practice at City National Arena and there's no Will Carrier out there. And you find out from Pete DeBoer that the, the group that was on the ice is the group that's going to go tonight. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, just, whoa, that feeling of another one, another player is is out of the lineup. And, no, it's not a Max Pacioretty or a Mark Stone that's missing from the lineup. But we've all watched Will Carrier over his time uh, with the, the Golden Knights and wondered, can he take that next step in his game and start producing points and become more than an energy player, than a nine-minute player a night. He's able to drive play uh, by getting the puck to the net, but the finish hasn't been there. Well, he's getting that opportunity right now, and and I I feel as bad for Will in in this situation as I do anything else, but if it was just him, uh, then I I would probably stop it there. But at, at this point, I mean, Pete DeBoer has got to be scratching his head wondering how many different combinations can he really come up with. Yeah, I, I think I'm more surprised when the Golden Knights get through a game and have the same lineup the next one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it's been like for, for Vegas. And, and I'm right there with you. Like, I, it's the injuries that have happened to the Golden Knights have provided opportunity for guys that are trying to crack into the NHL, but they've provided opportunities for guys down the lineup to to just kind of show what more they can bring to the table different layers of their game and you know for will carrier the speed is what allows him to play with chandler Mm -hmm. stevenson right he can keep up with chandler stevenson he can be in the right places he can drive to the front of the net and you know you've got two guys that are able to to arrive around the same time because they're both so fast and it's been a great opportunity for will to kind of get those minutes and and have an impact that way and it's unfortunate that in the game in which I think he does that to the best of his ability, uh, he ends up getting injured and won't be able to play tonight. And there's also that comfort level from the coaching staff mm-hmm. to have a National Hockey League veteran out there and not be wondering, what is this player going to give me? And uh, with all due respect to Jake Lasician or Michael Nadio or Brett Howden, uh, there's, there's growth that uh, has to come from familiarity with the coaching staff and, and, the, and those players. They know Will Carrier, and they hope they can get more out of him offensively. But on the other side of the puck, they're, they're well aware of, uh, of the faith that they can, they can put in him. Now, Will wasn't out, but Mark Stone was at practice again this morning at mm-hmm. the morning skate. And it was because they didn't skate yesterday. Uh, there was a, a little bit more activity uh, on the ice than just your regular go out, uh, move the legs a little bit, and and get off the ice it, it was closer to a full practice than it was uh, necessarily a morning skate so to have mark stone skating again today again in the regular colored uh, sweater that all the forwards were on is another sign of, uh, of of progress we chatted the other day about how would his body respond how would how would he react well things appear to be progressing uh in a, in a timely fashion yeah I, I think that's kind of the biggest thing right now for for trying to guess as to when Mark Stone might be back in the fold for the Golden Knights. And you and I talked about it, and I was asked about it on the postgame show the other day. My my deferring is going to be 
How often is Mark Stone on the ice now? And are there going to be practices that he misses because his body just can't go, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, how you, that's where you have to evaluate this. How often can Mark Stone get on the ice without there being any adverse effects? And how does his body respond to the stimulus? And, you know, for me, it's a good sign that Mark's back on the ice today. It'll be a good sign if he's on the ice tomorrow or, you know, wherever the case may be, whether it be Saturday. Every time he gets on the ice, it is a step closer to him being in the lineup. But you, you also don't want to rush anything either, right? Right For the Golden Knights, they've been picking up points. They've been putting themselves in a good spot that you don't have to or you're not going to rush Mark Stone back before he's fully ready. Yeah, and to be fair, he hasn't participated in a full official practice. A couple of morning skates. Uh-huh. Now, today was, was on the higher end of that, but... He hasn't had one of those full practices where they're they're going all out and and not just working through some some systems. So um, that's uh, that's one caveat. The most impressive part about today, and and we had news about Carrier. Uh, there's the e-bug out there. The emergency backup goaltender was at one end, and Laurent Bersois was not on the ice. It was uh, the Panda. Mm-hmm. So there was some news and some scuttlebutt uh, going on regarding the goaltending and mark stone was out there so there was there was these three different layers of stories during the morning skate but the the cake and icing and the cherry on top with the most impressive performance of the day was pete DeBoer when he stood in front of the media today and did his injury recap it was sensational to be able to do all of that off the top of his head yeah. as, as somebody that presents and has to recall and deliver it in a uh, somewhat succinct fashion that uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Pete DeBoer did a great job running down the list of injuries. Here, Here is Pete when he was asked about the, the update for, well, for all the guys. Not COVID-related, but, uh, you know, it wouldn't be us if we didn't uh, have another man down. Uh, so... You know, that, that's our lineup that's out there tonight or for tonight that was out there this morning, and we'll go to work. Uh, Mark Stone participating with us, looking good. Um, Pacioretty uh, is uh, out of his boot and weight-bearing. Um, you know, Carlson's still a couple weeks behind where Pacioretty was. Um Nolan Patrick, I think, is making some progress, although it's 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 uh, slow. Please um, remind me who else we got in there. Zach Whitecloud uh, skating, um, looking looking better too, uh, but his was a hand surgery, so I mean he's on the ice skating. He's he's still not full fully uh, operational with his hand yet, but getting closer. That was impressive. When does he Going start through his- that? When does, he, when does he start his residency? Honestly, like be a yeah. doctor with that. Fantastic. Doctor, TV presenter, radio announcer, give it to him. No, no prompter. Just yeah. going, just yeah. going up there. But, and, and we learned some things there. Uh, one that uh, the Patrick out of his boot, so he's yep. he's putting some weight on it. That's great news. Uh, also gives you an idea of when to expect Carlson's progress to be made. Uh, considering it's a, it sounds like uh, it's a similar type of ailment. 
when you go to Zach Whitecloud, uh, surgery on the hand, yep. which I'm not sure we were aware of before. We we knew it was upper body. Yeah. Uh, but but the zeros in the, on it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. A little bit. So so, so that's uh, positive. Uh, Patrick, that there's uh, progression there, but it's on the slower side of it. You take all that into consideration, and I don't know what Will Carrier's injury really is, mm-hmm. because other than it's not COVID related. So I'll take him out of the mix because we're not fully uh, briefed on on that side of it. It sounds like Mark Stone will be the first guy back, and then there's the potential of of Patrick if he makes enough progress. Uh, they said the other day that he was he was working out, he's skating. Um, I, I don't think Pacioretty's necessarily skating yet, but then then he kind of follows through on that. White Cloud, the good news with that is that you can you can skate, you can do all the things that you want to be able to do. You just probably can't handle the puck uh, as, as much. But uh, I've seen guys with broken hands rehabbing, and I, I don't know anything about this with White Cloud, but I've seen this before where you put your hand in your glove and they just tape the stick to your hand or or <laughs> – your glove or yeah. you just skate out there without a stick yeah. uh, because of a hand injury but the important thing is you can do all the cardiovascular mm. uh things that when you are ready to to play to go that that there's no sort of getting up to speed yeah i, I think for for patch ready and then and obviously for for william carlson like getting back into game shape getting back the the fitness that you mm. you lose because you're not able to skate while you're rehabbing while you're you're letting your bone set right like those are going to be things that take a little bit of time it's great news right now that max patch out of the boot he's weight bearing because uh, you can only imagine that at some point here soon he'll get back on the ice he'll be able to skate and and that return seems somewhat imminent uh, as far as y- you kind of your your assessment I, I do think mark stone's probably the first guy back yeah. but What's interesting about that is it could be Stone, and then in short succession it could be Pacioretty, and yeah. then you start getting guys back in the lineup. Patrick's kind of in, by, in between all it, that. Exactly, but you you might be looking at, and and this is just kind of you know looking out at at the at the schedule. Maybe by middle of December, mm-hmm. this Golden Knights team looks a lot closer to what they were expected to look like at the beginning of the year than what they've been over this stretch, and. You know, for the Golden Knights, there's there's points on the table and there's opportunity to continue to, to build on what you've done, but getting those guys back will be huge. Pacioretty and Stone were hurt four weeks ago tonight. Yeah, they were. Four weeks ago tonight, if you're four to six weeks with with the injury that Pacioretty has, uh, you're, you're two weeks out uh, then for him. Uh, for, for Stone, it was uh, something that locked up on him, so... It, that's working through that. Uh, we're on the 11th uh, of November right now. I'll conservatively say Christmas. That that everybody's like, barring anything more mm-hmm. and the severity of of Carrier. But by Christmas, that's a still. You're looking at another 13 games, 14 games. That's a that's a long haul, man. Mm-hmm. Without without your full lineup, without a lot of. Uh, your go-to players. So you may uh, look at the the six and two mark and and who they played and and say, okay, well that was against teams they should beat. Every point, whether they should beat them or whether they're pulling off uh, uh, a minor upset, is huge right now for this hockey club to be able to stay in this thing until until everybody gets back. I mean, they don't take the points away. So for the Golden Knights, you, you take. 
No, no, I, I, I've already said that they should take all the points no, no. one against Arizona away. Well, the Golden Knights by, by, by everybody. Well, okay. Fine. That's all. That's, that's the only one that I'll say with that. <laughs> okay. Either way, they're, they're not going to take the points away. So anything that you can put in the bank right now, if you're the Golden Knights, you, you got to shoot for. If you're supposed to win and you do, great. If it looks ugly, I don't care. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Get the two points and then go about your business. And, and for me, on this homestand, I, I've talked about it. I'm looking at eight points. I don't care how you configure the eight points for the Golden Knights, but if they can get eight points out of these 12, that is going to be huge for this team moving forward. Uh, imagine if they hadn't signed, found a way to bring in Alex Petrangelo. Imagine if they hadn't re-signed or found a way to bring back Alec Martinez. Like, there's... If they hadn't have discovered a diamond in the rough in Chandler Stevenson, who leads the team in points, and all these are, well, that's what you're supposed to be doing uh, with your scouts and your hockey operations, but, boy, like the, the, those those players could easily be, and I'm, I'm talking uh, all three of them, in Stevenson could easily be in Washington or somewhere else. Petrangelo was a free, he was able to go anywhere he wanted, mm-hmm. and Martinez, could, could you find the money available to re-sign uh, that player who is an unrestricted free agent? Huge, huge benefit to be able to lean on those athletes. Yeah, I mean, they've been the bedrock for the Golden Knights so far this year. Petrangelo specifically for me, like, he's just been a beast in, in, in all three zones. He's been trying, and, and it's clear that he's been shouldering the majority of the load when it comes to how this team defends, when it comes to where they're going to create offense through uh, it's been Petrangelo every single night for the Golden Knights. And, you know, you talk about Martinez, that's huge. The fact that you can split up or have to split up in this moment in time, Petrangelo and Martinez, and the team is, is adapting to that and they're they're growing within that. Um, you know, and, and then Robin Leonard. Like, Robin Leonard's been yeah. so, so solid in a monster year in terms of expectations for him, right? Like, the expectations placed on Robin Leonard going into this season were huge, and he has been playing to those expectations or above all year long. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. We are the VGK Insider Show live at T-Mobile Arena in Section 104, getting set for the Minnesota Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights. Game two of this six-game homestand. Vegas trying to get above 500 by two games for the first time this year. This will be opportunity Number three, they had that chance uh, following the season opener, went to L.A., and things didn't go their way. And uh, the other night in Detroit, they had the opportunity to go two games above 500 and played a really good hockey game, and we're on the losing end. Uh, Will Carrier will not play tonight. Uh, No uh, injury update other than it's not COVID-related, given for the rugged forward and the winger. As far as goaltending goes tonight, do you have any idea who's going to play tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights? Uh, I'm going with Robin Leonard. Okay, why wasn't Bressois on the ice? I don't know. No, don't know. Robin Leonard doesn't take morning skates when he plays. Sure. Uh, at home, uh, even on the road. Uh, is Bressois doing that? I, uh, I, The emergency backup goaltender was out there today. Uh, I, I will say this. If I'm looking at the homestand... This is not the game I go to Loren Brussois. No, it, it, it doesn't jump out at you. No. So I don't know that there's other metrics. Uh, maybe, has he dominated Minnesota over the course of his career? 
I tried to find that. I, I, I didn't see it anywhere. Um, he was great against Detroit sure. going into Sunday, and, uh, and, and that fizzled out. But I, I was watching it today, and I thought, is, is Brassois just taking the, the option because he's the starter tonight? Or is there something there? And is the emergency backup goaltender going to back up tonight? Uh, because Toronto's done that this year where they had a college kid, the emergency backup goaltender, actually back up uh, for a game. Uh, so I'm just I'm, I'm speculating because I actually don't know. So, Loren Brassois, like, I don't know how you weren't able to find this. I, I got this in, like, three seconds. Because you're a wizard. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, Loren Brassois, in his career against the Minnesota Wild, he's played exactly one game. Okay. He has stopped 15 of 16 shots at 938 and a 2.20 goals against average. That sounds like he came in a relief. 27 minutes and 16 seconds. Yeah. Yep. There you go. There you go. So there's not there, there there's, there's literally not, not anything there. Like not not a dominant um race six and one against ratio. the team and yeah, yeah, it's not that. It's twenty seven and change. All right. So who plays tonight? Robin Leonard. I, I, I believe it's Robin Leonard. I don't know. Huh. Well we'll see. I don't shortly. I don't I don't uh it's and it's not not like a, a back and forth competition here. I, I I look at it and think, well when Robin's played this year mm-hmm. He doesn't take the morning skate. They yeah, it's, they I mean, didn't it's practice. They didn't practice yesterday, but he's he's got enough ice time. He doesn't need to be be out there. Uh, so he he doesn't usually take the the morning skate when he plays. But he was out there today, which tells me he's not playing. Bressois wasn't out there today, but he's usually always out there, whether he's playing or not. Um, but his two starts have have taken place on the road. Where what if it's all just for uh, just for Ooh, confusion? just to confuse me? Just well, I mean, maybe not you, maybe Minnesota, but mm. you know. awfully early in the season for that. Not when you're not when you're without Will Carrier in like half your lineup. Mm-hmm. Cam Talbot's going to go for the uh, the Minnesota Wild. He didn't play last night. Uh, Could have pretty good for them last year in the playoffs. Could have, uh, but uh, he's going to go tonight as the Minnesota Wild play on, on a back to back. Yeah, I could have gone for Minnesota last night. Come on. Well, that's not totally fair. To Arizona? Yeah. Yeah, it is. You could have won that hockey game? Yep. <laughs> yep. There's there's a little bit more to it than that. Now, the 20 to 1 shots in the first period of Montreal, if you would have played for Montreal in that game, uh-huh. Uh you would have been up 2-1. Okay. Petro would have scored on. That's fine. <laughs> scored that's fine. on you. Well, I mean, and Petro scoring on everybody right now. That's and that's not a job. It would have looked as bad too, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm, so I'm I'm curious on on that side of it. There's a lot of moving parts uh, in and around the uh, the Golden Knights at this stage uh, of the season, and we're 13 games in with a record of seven and six, and and we're trying to figure out uh, starting goaltenders and the long list of uh, walking wounded, and the team is still above 500, and they get this big test against the Minnesota Wild, which the best part about the Minnesota Wild, just hold on. We'll take a break, and we'll tell you all about that because there's a really cool facet to the Minnesota Wild for hockey fans uh, here in Vegas. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Golden Knights take on the Minnesota Wild tonight. Fox Sports Las Vegas pregame show at 6 o'clock with Ryan Wallace, Dan Duva, Gary Lawless have the call just after 7 o'clock on the VGK Radio Network. Uh, looking forward to this one to see just uh, where Vegas can match up against a Minnesota team that has won nine of its first 12 games to lead the Central Division over the surprising St. Louis Blues and the Winnipeg Jets. The top three positions in the Central right now belonging to the Wild Blues and Jets. The Colorado Avalanche are down in sixth right now. They're dealing with their own injury troubles. The, the Vegas Golden Knights also sixth in the Pacific Division, but uh, closer to that top three spots trying to chase down Anaheim, Calgary, and Edmonton. We've got some news on the Edmonton Oilers uh, to come in one-timers in just uh, a, a little bit. Uh, other games to tell you about tonight, the New York Islanders' road trip continues uh, as, as they <laughs> face the New Jersey Devils. Now, it doesn't sound like much of a trip uh, as they go from Long Island over to, uh, to Newark, but it's the 11th straight game of 13 that the New York Islanders will play on the road to start this season. And they're a couple of games over 500, 5-3-2. Five, and two. Mm-hmm. I'd consider that a win. I told you they'd be fine. I wasn't sure about that. Now, let's see how it finishes up because I can't imagine. It doesn't matter. They're going to go 41-0 and 0 at the uh, at UBS. So at uh, UBS, yes, which uh, I still count the 14th game as a road game because they've never played a game there yeah. either. It's so a road I'm, game for both teams. For, for, for everybody. Yeah, I wonder what that they, – they spent a pile of money on that building, too. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking bees, as in billions. Yeah, I mean, that's – like, I can't even fathom what a billion even is. Even is. So, yeah. What do you like? – I'm happy when I've got my little light from Jeff here on the VGK Insider Show. You're a very simple man. I am. Like, I, I don't need all the bells and whistles. And we've got two buildings that, uh, that took – in the bees in aliens to come up with. Do you appreciate this light more than the light over there? Uh, over on the TV set? Yeah. Uh, I appreciate this. I expect that. <laughs> like, when you're, when you're in television, you expect there to be some kind of lighting that comes along with a package. In, in sports talk radio. Yeah. Uh, Lighting is never really considered. No, uh, two things that I'm really happy about Mm -hmm. on the VGK Insider Show. One, we have a power bar that I can plug my phone charger into, and it's right in front of me. And two is the light. And everything else is just a bonus with, with, like, you guys. It's great. But but just the pure luxury... Of, of a little desk light. And and you're right in front of the power bar. Like, yeah, it, no, it is I, prime real estate Yeah, for I you. don't know why you don't sit here. Oh, I do. I just I move over when oh, you really? leave. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, the, the TV set, and I can't really spread all my stuff around on the TV set because it's got to look fancy and tidy, and uh, I can't have my drinks up there. If I ever leave a water bottle up there, you see the cameraman waving like he's trying to bring in a plane at McCarran Airport. And, and and I've got to slide the phone uh, over, and it knocks over the water bottle, and then I've got a big mess on the computer. So it's that that part is too fancy. This I can just be me. What's amazing about that, and I I, I would really really recommend that anytime we're on the road together, you and I, Darren, uh, if you are in the area, you come see the absolute 
mess of notes that Darren Millard has on the table when he goes to do a radio show. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I'm a doodler. Yeah, you certainly are. Uh, getting ready for this one tonight, Minnesota Wild, the Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, to, to kick things off will be the marvelous presentation here at T-Mobile Arena by the Vegas Golden Knights game operations staff, and part of that uh, is Carnell Johnson, who sings the national anthem, and uh, he will be in attendance tonight. And we go live to Carnell, who's uh, warming up uh, in anticipation of his uh, performance tonight. Are you ready? How are the nerves, Carnell? Um, you know, this is only the 150th or so time I've done this, so I think I've got him under control, but don't quote me on that. Okay, what do you what do you think about being back down on the ice? Um, it's it, you know what it's weird in a good in a good way because you know obviously it's different. They used to roll out the carpet and I would walk to the end and they're like, "Don't ever stand on the shield. That's a no no." And now it's, "Hey, we're just going to put the shield out. Stand on it." So I'm like, oh, "Okay, whatever you tell me." But um, <laughs> I am very happy to be back down there. So do you actually think about it? Like your last thought before you start the anthem is. Should I be standing on the shield or should I walk to the side? The the first time I was out there, it didn't feel right. But now that uh, now that we've got a few games uh, underway, I'm I feel a lot better with it. Although this last time they put it a little further out, and I've never stepped on the ice on my shoes, and I had to take a couple steps on it, so I'm Uh-oh. a little wary about that. Oh, and like you've seen bloopers. There was oh, one yeah. in, in in the World Championship a few years ago in Quebec City. And, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't pretty. I don't wish <laughs> yeah. that on anybody. And I'm your buddy, and I'm really hesitant. You know what? Next time they do that, make them pull the carpet back. No way <laughs> I'm letting you go out there like that. Yeah, it, it was definitely a, a – you, you could tell I was hesitant. It was, you know, toe, middle of the foot, heel, slowly put the other foot out. But how many games is it going to take you before you just slide over there? Um – you know what? I feel like when they, whenever they have to bring like a trainer out and like one of the guys goes and like he holds on to him and he kind of like pulls him over and slides, I feel like it would take that for me to have to slide out there like that. You should wear cleated shoes, those little slip-on things. <laughs> I have them. I, yeah, I thought about <laughs> you, you, asking him. They're, they're awesome. They're, they're yeah. great. Hey, um, so we, we've got you on here. You're performing tonight. Uh, you'll mm-hmm. do that uh, for free for us. Uh, but yeah. you also got uh, got a gig coming up. Uh, tell us about what's going on at Wahoos. Yeah, so um, me and uh, Lene, the girl who comes and sings the Canadian anthem and also sings the anthem at the Silver Knights, we're playing at uh, Wahoos on Southeastern this Friday night from 7 to 10. And then um, come on here and say, hey, come on down and see us. We're trying to pack the place. That's tomorrow night? Yes. See the way I did that? You said Friday night? And I transitioned it to, to figure out that it's tomorrow night. And that's kinda, good because people think differently. So, <laughs> what kind of what kind of set do you play? Um, oh man, we play a whole bunch of stuff. We'll play Beatles. We'll play Billie Eilish. We'll play Yellow Card. Um, you know, we go eighties, nineties, grunge, soft rock, alt rock. You you name it. We we cover a big gamut. So what's, like, if you were looking at the show as a whole, the set as a whole, like, the highlight moment, what, what is it for you as a performer and, you know, as, as people have come to see you, what, what translates most, what lands the most with, uh, with the audience? A lot of people like more of the, the power ballady stuff. So um, uh, 
the song Shallow from the movie uh, Star is Born with uh, Brad, I almost said Brad Pitt. <laughs> Not Brad Pitt. Um, Bradley can't Cooper. Think of, think, I can't think of his name, but Lady Gaga and... Um, Bradley and Cooper. Thank Bradley you, Cooper. Cooper. Oh, my gosh. Um, but when we do that song, that song usually gets uh, high praise. Do you ever catch anybody making out while you're singing that song? I, I mean, not like, you know, full-on fast, but, you know, oh, people yeah. sometimes get a little, uh, they, they get a little cozy. What's your favorite thing to do? Like, when you're performing and you're watching the audience. Hang up from this interview. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's actually a good point. But, no, seriously, like. Like as a performer, when you're out, when you're up there, when you're performing, and you're watching the audience react, like what what are you doing? What are you taking in? What are you what are you keeping mental tabs of as far as the audience goes? Because I imagine the people watching from the stage is pretty awesome. Yeah, you know it's different every time. I I see if they're engaged. Uh, so so we have a, also a residency that we play um, out at Players Locker in Summerlin. You know, all the guys uh, yeah. that have their hand in that. And what's cool out there is you have people who will sit down but then turn their chair regardless of, you know, the orientation to face us. And that's what I like to see because it shows, like, they're engaged. Um, even though they're on a night out with their friend or significant other or anything, they enjoy the music and want to be a part of it. So I, that's probably the thing I like the most. Nice. So you got the residency, the players' locker room. When, when are you at Oahu's uh, tomorrow night? And what time does the set, uh, set start and get going? We're going to go 7 to 10. Um, we do about a 45-minute set with 15-minute breaks. So, um, but that also depends on the crowd. I mean, if it's, a, if it's a happening crowd, then, you know, we'll go a little bit longer or play a little bit longer set. You just blow through the breaks. Like do you, you don't really need a break, do you? You just take it because that's what people are supposed to do in the music biz. Well, I mean, the voice is a muscle, just like any other in the body. And you know, I'm not gonna sit there and curl, you know, thirty pounds for, uh, you know, two hundred reps because I'm gonna need a break. So, uh, yeah, we do need. If anything, we need like a five, seven minute break just to give the voice a rest. Carnell, we we've heard Darren sing before. Like we understand why she doesn't recognize breaks. And, yeah, and sorry, so. I didn't mean to laugh at that. I really, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you you meant to laugh at that. I don't. I'm comfortable in admitting that I was a terrible singer, but I lost the bet and I answered the bell. And you did all you could do to to hey, help you me know out. What? To, Half the singing game is ninety percent mental, so you got that part down. Well, exactly. I'm. I can't disagree with you at all on that. And again, you're you're, you're being passive aggressive, and I'm, I'm willing to look right by that just because you're you're a friend. Uh, Wahoo's tomorrow night, seven to ten. Uh, how do people get there? Uh, give me give me an idea of where it's located. Yeah, so um, easiest way is to take the two fifteen to Eastern, and then turn south on Eastern, going like you like you'd be going uh, away from the middle of the city, and it's about. Two, two to three miles down on the left-hand side, bright blue building with a big red sign that says Wahoos. Imagine if, like, you could get Carnell's voice as your your navigation voice. Like, turn right, take the 215. You screwed up, you dummy. <laughs> Something like that. Darren, you only, idiot. Only in your world, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, have a great uh, great show tomorrow night. Uh, say hi to Lene. And 7 to 10 at Wahoos tomorrow night uh, for 45-minute sets, and then he's going to stand around and pretend he's taking a break. 
and just <laughs> just mingle. And then he's going to uh, get back up there and sing. And uh, go Knights, go tonight. I uh, can't wait to see you do your thing and get this place hopping. Yeah, guys, I'll uh, see you in about an hour or so. Don't be a stranger. Uh, come by and say hi. Uh, thanks for this. Uh, there's Carnell Johnson, anthem singer uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, and he will be uh, out there ahead of the Minnesota Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights. That whole carpet thing, yeah. it freaks me out because it, it, you never know if there's a little water underneath there. It could just go sliding. I'd rather wear the slip-on cleats and just walk out and clickety-clack and know that I'm gripping. Yeah, I I'd way be, more I'd than that, fine. and then he's fine. got that whole shield thing. Like, well, that, that's, that's a change. That's a, that's a tough one because I think I think for for so long, right? You you hear, "Don't stand on the shield, don't stand on the shield, don't stand on the shield," and it's like, "Oh, by the way, here's a, here's a shield for you to stand on." Like I I would that would get in my head for have, sure. Have you been in rooms where that's patrolled? I have I have been. Yes, I have, and I've been very, very cognizant of where I am. Mm-hmm. So Chicago and Tampa Bay jump out at me yeah. during Stanley Cup finals and, and during long playoff runs where the logo's in the middle, and they actually put a, like a, a rope around it, one of the security things, those detachable ones that you see at airports, and because they don't want you stepping on the logo. But every now and then, somebody will just because it's packed, it's yeah. stand like a final. Somebody will step on the lightning logo, and one of the uh, equipment uh, people or one of the trainers will come by and just give it to you. Yeah, uh, for stepping on the logo. Did you ever step on a logo? No. The closest I came to that was I stepped on the grass at Fenway Park a few years ago. Got down onto the uh, field level and onto the the field, but not onto the grass. So you know the gravel, the dirt. Yep. Got down there for a, for a picture. Uh, I think Nick Kiprios and Scott Morrison. And I got down there. And I thought we were taking our picture on the field. Mm-hmm. And so I stepped on the grass, and a guy came running over, like screaming at me to the point where I thought I was going to get roughed up. And I just, <laughs> I, just, I, I, just, I just stepped off the grass yeah. in my like, did he, did casual Did he stop shoes. as soon as you stepped off? Yes. Yeah. Really? So he's sprinting at you. Yeah, and then that screaming. Stay off the grass. Oh, that's what you got? Yeah. And, and, but he was yelling at me more than that beforehand. <laughs> so I step up, and and, and people, here's the, the, apparently everybody else knew that mm. we weren't supposed to be on the grass but me. I didn't know. Uh, so they were all looking at me like, you're going to get us kicked out of here. Well, the game was over anyway. But the other part was, uh, all I could think was, they're running around with cleats on all night out there i've got my little runners yeah what damage am i gonna do i, I don't stepping think, on grass i don't think it's it, i don't think it's about damage i just i, I think that you're just not allowed you, you 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 haven't earned it oh really i mean that would be the only thing i could understand yeah you're yeah. not worthy enough of, of stepping on the grass at fenway field well then <laughs> what fenway what fenway park that's not what you said no, i know i said i said field I, I meant to say the field at fenway park but there's there's few things I enjoy more than a drop in from Chapman, and and Wallace and I being in the same room together and just looking at each other, going, "What was that?" Well, no, no, don't 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 change this topic. You're you, you were the one who wasn't worthy enough oh, to I go don't. on the grass. No, no, so, I, so, I, I, I don't I flip totally, this on on my we're not, misspeaking. We're not changing the topic. We're just going in a different direction. In a different now. direction. One thing I will say is why why don't they put the logo in these places on the ceiling? And what? then you look up, and, those, and then you can use the whole 
You've got this beautiful dressing room all over the place, mm-hmm. but you can't step, step use it because you're going to step on the, the logo. Isn't, isn't that how it is here? It's been a minute since we've been in the, in the locker room here. Full, full admission? I've never been in that dressing You've room. You've never been in that dressing no. room? No. Oh, man. You I, know what? Because I'm always on the TV set. Well, yeah, you, you know what? You're not wrong. The last time, honestly, the last time after a game I've been in the, I was in the locker room was year one. That was it for me. So I, I don't know what, what, what goes on down there. I can't believe I'm going here. Chapman, where's the logo in the Golden Knights? I is believe it? it is on the ceiling. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's been a while, but, uh, yeah, I think it's on the ceiling. Yeah. Makes total sense. It does make sense. I, I, I also like – I think there's kind of an element to um, just seeing how people interact and try to remember the rules of engagement. Like – I don't know. If I was a player in the league and I was in a locker room and that was that was a hard and fast rule, you do not step on the shield, you do not step on the logo, I would just be policing it. I would be sitting there. I'd be waiting for someone to step on the logo, and then I would just lose it. It would be great. What if there's people that go around and just step on it just to stir I, the I, pot with a PR well, remember department? Carol Owens? I guarantee you that there are people that – have to do it like they just they they see a logo have to step on it yeah i bet that happens well yeah it was terrell owens when he was playing with the 49ers and he scored the touchdown and he ran out to midfield against the cowboys and tried to spike the ball on the big star and someone from the cowboys came and obliterated him before he could do it i think that that might be a slightly different situation than we're talking about no 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 but 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 but, yeah it it goes to the sacredness i guess if you're talking about a logo and stepping on it you've got those two parts but but yeah slightly different level of engagement i want to i want to like interview the guy that works in in the media in the nhl who's just like i have i have set foot on every logo Mm. i really do but I just, if you're going to have this beautiful room, why not be able to use all of it? Because you can't put a table in the middle because it's going to be in and around the logo. Sure. There's, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's, the, uh, that's what we get for bringing Carnell on because he took us in a big left direction. And we discovered that, uh, that uh, the grass at Fenway Field in Boston uh, should never be stepped on. <laughs> Well, not by someone who's Golly, not worthy, of course. That that hurts my brain in so that's, many ways, and I'm not even a baseball guy. That was right up there with pant with these shorts. They were wearing the Minnesota Wild shorts that they uh, that they wore in that outdoor game. Were awesome. <laughs> like, what? They haven't worn them yet, have they? <laughs> what? Uh, a couple of chappyisms. So we'll take a break. Uh, we got the play of the day coming up as we continue. Plus, uh, we've got uh, the one-timer segment. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. I uh, want to bring you up to date with a significant injury uh, update for the Edmonton Oilers. It's the VGK Insider Show live from T-Mobile Arena, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. It's a Thursday, which means it's a busy night in the National Hockey League. We are a Tuesday-Thursday league with Wednesdays uh, dedicated to national television. And it uh, wasn't the busiest night last night. Uh, bring you up to date on some of that in just a little bit. But uh, what we are talking about is some uh, performances by the Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild who will battle for the first time this year. Not nearly the extensive uh, schedule and relationship that we went through 
last season when they played 15 times in what, uh, like four months? 15 times and <laughs> about that? Yeah, thereabouts. Including that uh, epic first-round playoff series that ended in Game 7 right here at T-Mobile. Uh, Matthias Janmark scoring the hat-trick. Uh, plenty more to come up uh, regarding uh, this one and the two great teams from the Pacific Division and the Central Division. But first, let's go back to uh, last night and the VGK Insider Show play of the night, which involves the Minnesota Wild beating the Arizona Coyotes. And Spurgeon will wrap this one around. Jamie won't keep you too long. We know you've got stuff to do here, but uh, congratulations on uh, on your son's success in joining the organization. Is this one, how about that? Oh, batted out of the air by Kevin Fiala, and the Wild have made it 3-1. Incredible hand-eye coordination there. Backhand, too. And it went under the bar and in. So much talent. He's been fun to watch for the last two years. Here's a play from the side. Off the step. And he used the, Fiala used the backhand of his blade right there. Off the bar and in the net. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. Two things here. One, the Fiala goal was fantastic. Yep. Amazing. Yep. But if there's not an actual call of it, when they're doing it because the goal takes place during an interview with Shane Doan. Mm-hmm. Should we not pivot off the goal? I mean, it was the best play from yesterday. It was, it was the best play from yesterday. That, I mean, that's, that's my argument. Um, I was watching the game. I don't, I don't know if it was just because it's Arizona or if it was just because the play was so awesome and then the actual like rehashing of the play was pretty good. I don't remember the fact that the call wasn't a call. I didn't remember that. Yeah, it was right in the middle of the, uh, yeah, the Shane Doan, uh, Brendan Burke, uh, Darren Pang uh, interview in which they talked more about Shane's son uh, playing for ASU than they did anything else. Also, if I'm not much mistaken, there was a holy jumping after that from <laughs> Darren Pang, and we didn't get that. So uh, that would have made it worth it. There's two goals from last night in the Arizona-Minnesota game that were wild, and no pun intended. The, the Fiala play where he, he flips his stick over and mm-hmm. taps it in, which was brilliant. Uh, just one of those, you're not taught, you're just going to the net, and how you ever come up with it, that idea. It's and an impossible angle, too. Like, that was pretty, it was, it was sick. Crazy. And then there was the five on three, where they just passed it back and forth behind the net, like the, the two defensemen playing catch up top. I've never seen that before, mm-hmm. where they just throw it back and forth. And I guarantee you, Vimelka, the goaltender for the uh, Minnesota or the Arizona Coyotes, whoever was playing goal didn't see it because that was new because he didn't play it very well. He went back and forth shuffling. Just stay in the middle. Yeah. If they're going to be throwing it back and forth, just stay put. And he got himself all out of sorts and ended up swirling, twirling out into the corner, and then there was the wide open net. This but is, that was that was interesting. This has been goalie school with Darren uh, Millard. It, uh, well, the Fiala one. That was just There's nothing you can do on no, that. That it's was just, just that was a beautiful, yeah. uh, amazing play. He he can be a game changer for that team. We know about some of the players that you expect big big performances from the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Erickson Eck, uh, Kaprizov, uh, on on the blue line, uh, and Spurgeon is is great too. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, Fiala has that offensive instinct that when he's almost he's a more consistent Jeff Skinner because Skinner has those amazing years Mm -hmm. and then 
bottoms out. Yeah. And, and absolutely flatlines. Steady. Kevin but Fiala. Fiala has steadiness and then periods of just flat-out hot streaks. Yeah, and Fiala's been good against the Golden Knights, too. Like He's he's certainly a player to keep your eye on tonight as as you, you look across the board and see. We all, are, we all know how, how dynamic and dominant Kirill Kaprizov can be. We know how good Joel Eriksson is, again, especially against the Golden Knights. Uh, but Kevin Fiala has the opportunity, has the ability to break a game open, too. Uh, looking forward to seeing uh, this one go back and forth. I think it's going to be a real challenge for the Vegas Golden Knights, and I can't wait to see how they respond. Another injury to bring you up to date on. If you missed any of the hour number one, you can download the podcast or stay with us. So we'll bring you up to date uh, in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. Live from T-Mobile Arena in Section 104, ahead of the Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild on Fox Sports Las Vegas.